will always be so quick to say prayer is a powerful weapon but if you've got a powerful weapon when you use it first whereas it's so often our last resort it's like we're, we're like okay let me try this let me try that let me try this and then we're like god why is nothing working i'm trying to do all this stuff you need to step in and help but actually like you said it's so important for us to pray first Hello everyone and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. And welcome to 2019, we're here, we made it through 2018, we're excited for what's to come and we're going to have a conversation today about new starts, new resolutions, how to stick at them, how to make the most of the year, live our best lives in 2019. I'm joined by some very special people, Uh, I've got Emma Borquay on the mic. Hello. And Chima Gonway is here as well. Hello. Uh, my name is Dan Preston and I'll be, uh, I'll be your host. So guys, kicking straight off, 2018. What was your high point of 2018? A great year all in all. What did you enjoy most? Ooh, probably the World Cup. Come on, it's Best coming Best summer home. ever. Like nothing like having football every day <laughs> for like two months. No, not two months, for like a whole month. Like it was the best thing. Um, and we watched like the quarterfinals of Croatia. And that's probably one of the best experiences of my whole year. I, <laughs> I love that. Mm. Just themed around football. Yeah. We uh, we watched the Sweden game at a wedding. And I feel sorry for the bride and groom just because of how the wedding fell. And then the Sweden game fell on the same day. But the, the community spirit of everybody mm. there um, was amazing. It's coming home was like sung like nonstop. Mm. The bride wasn't too happy about that. But, um, the yeah, togetherness. Togetherness, exactly. Togetherness. Yeah, bringing a whole country together, instilling belief, hope for 2020. Uh, what's next on 2022? Mm, Nations League, actually. Oh, Nations League. It's coming home this summer. <laughs> it's coming home again. <laughs> Emma, was your highlight football as well, or did you have something different? Definitely not football. I actually <laughs> forgot that that happened this year. I just erased it from my memory. Um, I think my highlight of the year was, you know, becoming a mum. To a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> Emma, we've had this conversation before. I don't know if you can if you can claim motherhood to a kitten. You can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, how how have your first few weeks as a mother been? Do you know it's it's been a real adjustment. Um, it's yeah, it's a great Sleeping new okay. life. Yeah, like she slept all the way through. She's an absolute <laughs> angel. Her name is Kendall. Um, she's furry. Yeah. She's and she's great. got her own Instagram account, hasn't she? She, she tell has, us about her Instagram account. Um, yeah, she's just Kenny the Kitten. Um, she's really popular on the gram. Um, <laughs> trying to just limit her usage a bit so she doesn't get too addicted mm. too young, you know, kids these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been a great year. Brilliant. So looking back on 2018, tell me a little bit about how God was challenging you in, in different areas. Yeah, so I think um, one thing that I've this, like, really stuck out to me this past year is just this phrase that's constantly gone around my head, which is, it's not over till it's over. And it's about kind of finishing well and how we read the verse in the Bible in Timothy, which is like, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I have kept the faith. And actually how how can we go through our lives being confident that we can say that? And I know that I would love to go through every season of life and be able to say, I've, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. Um, and yeah, that you, you fight well. Um, so I think like, I don't know, I was thinking, why is it that we always wind down? Like even, um, back when it's Christmas time, you kind of, 
you get a bit lethargic, you start just eating the mince pies at your desk rather than doing all the work that you need to do. Um, or we kind of just start switching off as we get near the end of something, but actually that's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to finish strong um, and give it our best. Um, so yeah, that's something that I've been really challenged by to just keep going. And throw yourself into it. Yeah. That's great. It's similar to something I was reading the other day. Um, I was reading in the part in John where Jesus is washing the disciples' feet. And as he's doing it, they, they're kind of saying, why are you washing our feet? Like, that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think it's, um, it's Simon who says, um, no, you can't, like, I won't let you wash my feet. It's not right. It's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Peter says, actually, wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my whole body. Like, he's, he's just grasped this idea that um, he, he's in Jesus' presence and he just wants more and more of Jesus' presence. And there's that um, that's kind of challenged me a little bit to say, okay, we're not just saying, oh, yeah, no, please, no, don't wash my feet. No, you, I don't, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. Jesus is saying, like, I'm doing this for you. I'm washing your feet, I'm washing you of your sins. And we should be like, yes, wash my feet, wash my hands. Just yeah. throw myself in that, so. Wicked. Yeah. Chuma, how about you? I'm, I reckon it's just probably oh, the thing God's been speaking to me about this year is just the whole thought that actually God's way better than we think he is. So like, I feel like if you like surveyed people who aren't Christians and asked them what they think about God, probably be really similar to what Christians think uh, in the sense of like our angry, distant, all those things. But then I know just realising now that God's just so much better than we think that actually he's gracious, like he's compassionate, he's like more loving, like more gracious, like everything that just way better than we think. Um, and that's been a really big thing this year. Um, so like most situations realizing that actually, even if this is a small problem that I have, like God is so interested in it. And usually we have this thought that he's distant and only interested in the big things in our lives. But yeah, I feel like that's been the biggest thing for me this year. Just realizing that actually God is just way better than we think. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, he's a God of immeasurably more yeah, <laughs> than we can think or imagine or even define. So how about, the ways in which God has been speaking to you about justice and making a difference in the world. Has that been a big part of your life in 2018? Can you share with us some of the things that have challenged you? Yeah, I think a small, kind of small, revelation that I had um, was that it's not about you, but it starts with you. So I think it's really easy for us to pursue justice for ourselves. Mm. So if someone has wronged us or we feel hard done by, we want to pursue justice, so we want to tell everyone that they're wrong or um, make the situ- situation right for ourselves. Um, but actually, when we see injustice for others or injustice in the world, we're a bit slower to act and we kind of want to do it all perfect. So maybe we see the injustice of how um, people who are living in poverty are, are affected by the fast fashion industry, but we're still kind of buying clothes on fast fashion websites and stuff. Um, And we're like, oh, I will cut down, but I just, I don't have enough money yet to Mm. buy the really expensive, um, the expensive brands that are really sustainable. But actually, I think like it does start with us. And if we're so quick to pursue justice for ourselves, we should be quick to pursue justice for others as well. Yeah, that's really good. And I think, like you say, we've all got tools in our hands to make a difference straight away. So... Um, sometimes money is an issue because some of the ethical fashion retailers cost a little bit more and there's reasons for that Um, but also there's charity shops and so there's charity shops where you can pick up clothes cheaper than you can in in some of the high street chains that don't have a great reputation and it's all just down to the individual action and the individual saying yeah actually I'm I'm part of this wider story I'm part of this global story and the power is in my hands to make a difference yeah probably say one of the most important things I've learned or one of the things I've learned about justice this year is just the importance of prayer 
So naturally I'm a doer and I just like to do things. Um, and I've always struggled with that. So if we're ever planning or doing something that's not, I don't know, that practical, I always struggle with it because I'm a doer naturally. But um, yeah, just realizing this year actually that there's so much power in prayer. And actually when you look at injustice, you see like patterns of injustice around the world and there's something behind them. So I listened to a podcast last week and the guy said that actually um, there are powers and principalities behind the patterns of justice that we see in the world. Yeah. And so actually that's why prayer is so important because actually we're rising up against those powers, against those principalities that cause injustice and praying against them. Um, and I think it's one of the biggest things we can do. It seems so simple and sometimes you think, right, let's just do stuff, like let's change the way we live, let's like petition the government, which are all good things. But I think as Christians especially, I think the first step is to pray, the first step is to rise up against those things. Um, and I felt like this year there's been so much that's happened and like sometimes it just feels so heavy. So like stuff to do with like Black Lives Matter, like police brutality in the US, like that's always popping up on my Twitter. Um, just stuff going around the world with people living in poverty. And then sometimes you think like, what can I do? Like how this thing is so big and I feel so small, like what can I possibly do? And I think the answer is Christians is that like, we can pray. And it seems so basic and so small, but it's I think it's the most important, one of the biggest things we can do. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I think uh, it ties into your other point about us sometimes limiting God and God's bigger than we imagine. And, you know, as I said earlier, God can do immeasurably more than we think or imagine. And I heard once that um, you know, if, if we believe that, what we should be praying for is more imagination, because the more that we imagine, uh, the more God can do. Um, and I think there is so much power in, in just in just acknowledging that, yeah, we can take action and it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do anything and should just sit by and, and wait for God to make a difference. But at the same time, are we starting in prayer? Are we going to God and, and crying out and saying, there is all of this injustice in the world. There is police brutality. There are people living in, in poverty. Um, and uh, God can make a difference in those situations uh, rather than us rushing in and saying, we can save the day and we can do everything. It's about getting that balance between Emma, what you were saying in like knowing the power is in our hands, but knowing that ultimately God can do immeasurably more than we're ever expecting. Yeah, definitely. And I think like we'll always be so quick to say prayer is a powerful weapon. But if you've got a powerful weapon, when you use it first? Yeah. Whereas it's so often our last resort. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're, we're like, OK, let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. And then we're like, God, why is nothing working? I'm trying to do all this stuff. Yeah, you yeah. need to step in and help. But actually, like you said, it's so important for us to pray first. I love that. So with every new year, the gyms start to fill up chocolate goes untouched and we throw out our Christmas treats so they don't tempt us. We all start to create New Year's resolutions and we're going to talk about ours in a minute but first I'm going to hand over to Chris who's chatting to Jack. Jack's had some really interesting New Year's resolutions in the past and he's going to tell us what he's got planned for 2019. I'm Jack, I'm 24, I feel like I'm part of the We Are Tier Fund community um, and I also have the privilege of working at Tier Fund in the campaigns team. So thinking about how we speak up for change and live differently to bring about an end to poverty. Sweet. That is uh, absolutely kind of perfect for this episode as we're talking about New Year's resolutions. You know, 2019 is here. What are your thoughts on New Year's? Do you believe in the big New Year, New Me mantra? Yeah, I think it can be really helpful just to have that moment to take stock and work out like what's it look like to 
live differently and to work out like what God's calling me to in this year ahead. I was talking to some friends yesterday who were saying they set themselves a word for the year that just helps to frame what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve. I think it's a really good opportunity to think like, who are we going to be this year? Yeah, cool. That's good. Some positivity. I feel like every now and again, I go on Twitter and people are just like, new year, new me, it's fake. It doesn't mean anything. Like, Whoa, <laughs> slow down. Um, for you yourself, what have you like, so you're a believer in New Year's, New Year resolutions. Uh, what have you done in the past? Um, I think, yeah, like I really believe in them. I'm often very bad at keeping to them for a whole year. Um, so in the past, I've been like, right, this is your year. I'm going to like join the gym and commit and then inevitably fail. But I think it is a really good chance to be like, oh, no, there's this thing I want to do. And now is my chance to restart it. And so um, I've thought about giving up waste for the year or um, cutting down my meat consumption or just trying to work out like what's it look like to live sustainably and like um, live out my faith. Yeah. Without giving up waste. What kind of journey did that take you on? How tough did you find it? Or maybe you found it really easy. Yeah, so I've been playing with it for a little bit, a year or so before. So I'd done like a week of zero waste with my family and I offered to my parents, I was like, I'll do all the cooking if you let me do like this alternative shopping and work out how mm. we cut back our waste, which they liked because they didn't have to do the cooking. <laughs> um, and so then we tried it as a flat at uni as well. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so then on that new year I was like right let's see if I can commit to this myself and I was still at uni I was in my like last year graduating and um yeah managed to do a pretty good job of it for a little while and had my um jar of trash that I kept um on my bedside table like whatever rubbish I had that I couldn't recycle or mm -hmm. compost would go in there um and use that for a good few months I didn't make it to 12 months but I made it a decent way through the year yeah so what would your tips be to someone who's thinking about the amount of waste that they produce uh, what tips would you give them to say this is how you can cut down? Um, I'd say like just start with something small, like choose something that you're going to give up um, and go for it. Don't burden yourself by being like, right, tomorrow I'm zero waste because then you're going to burn out and you're mm. going to struggle to just um, like enjoy life at the same time. <laughs> Whereas if you just do a little bit at a time and then keep on stretching yourself with the next bit, yeah. then I think it will be much easier and a lot more fun. Yeah. Um, I I also saw something from you. I was reading an article on the We Are Tear Fund site. Um, you had a vegan barbecue earlier in 2018. Um, how how did that kind of come about? What what are your what are your thoughts about meat consumption generally? And um, did people enjoy the food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that barbecue. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about. Um, meat consumption and how it fits in with our role as stewards and as people who care about the environment. I read something recently about uh, chickens, for example, and um, in the UK we eat um, 33 million eggs and we eat 2.2 million chickens every day just wow. in the UK, which is a lot That's of insane. eggs and a lot of chickens. <laughs> um, yeah, and I was reading about them and like just to produce that quantity, it means loads of them are crammed into cages. And I was like, is that really good stewardship? Like, is this what God looks at and says, this is very good? Mm. I wasn't so sure. And obviously like meat consumption has a big role in climate change as well. And that impacts people living in poverty. So I was like, I wonder if I can make some easy swaps and have some fun doing it. And mm. so that was why we did the vegan barbecue. I did miss the halloumi, um, <laughs> but like the vegan barbecue worked all right. And I think there's loads of just like cutting back and stuff we can do to reduce our consumption. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. That's really, that's really good. So from what I've heard in terms of what we've talked about so far, I feel there's a big focus on kind of 
be specific with your goals. I think, like you said earlier, if you try to go zero to 100 or 100 to zero, if you're doing zero waste, <laughs> um, it's going to be pretty difficult. So I definitely agree with you. Kind of biting down things into small chunks, I think is a good way to look at your resolutions. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you could set yourself an end goal for the year and say, by the end of the year, I want to achieve this. Mm. And then just go on that journey during the year. So if you're like, I want to work towards zero waste, then just think like, okay, I'm going to swap my toothbrush or I'm going to stop buying plastic bottles and then like little by little journey towards yeah. that I think is a really good plan. Yeah. It's funny because if someone said they wanted to lose weight this year they wouldn't say on the first first week I want to lose three stone <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> it's not good. Exactly yeah. Um, so for 2019 what are you looking at? What's your resolution? Yeah so one of my resolutions is so since graduating uni I've not done as well at my like sustainable lifestyle stuff as I would want to and so part of my resolutions next year is to begin that journey again of cutting back my waste and reducing my meat consumption and just trying to think like what's it look like to consume in a way that cares for the earth that God has given us Um, and then the other thing I'm doing is a big fundraising challenge so I'm going to try and do as many mountains as I can in the UK up to the height of Everest so add them all together and it'll be as tall as Everest to raise money to tackle climate change and also to just show that we can have a lot of fun by staying in the UK and not flying. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said staying in the UK there. I thought that was a Brexit thing. I don't know oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going near that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you for your time. Um, if you could leave someone with a bit of advice on maybe just how to choose a resolution that could affect people living in poverty or just affect people other than yourself what would you say oh that is a good question um yeah I say challenge yourself like stretch yourself outside your comfort zone um but in a way that's sustainable so like don't push yourself to something that's impossible like zero waste overnight or something but stretch yourself beyond what you think is comfortable so if you're like I could never give up meat just think like oh maybe I could give up beef for example and switch it with chicken or something that has a lesser impact but yeah like stretch yourself beyond your limits um and just keep going with your like next bit stretch yourself Hi guys, I just want to interrupt the conversation for two minutes to tell you about something really exciting. We're running some events next February called Together Weekends and they're gatherings for 18 to 25 year olds who are called to live differently. So if you're restless for change and you're ready to follow God's call to restore a broken world, maybe you're studying international development at uni, maybe you're involved in social action or a social enterprise where you live, maybe you've been on placement or a trip and you've seen different scenarios firsthand. If you're passionate about using your skills to make a difference, then join us, join like-minded people, meet new friends, and learn from experts who've been there and done that. So we've got leading voices in international development, in sustainability, climate change, theology, lots more. And together we'll learn how to impact and influence, how to innovate on behalf of people living on the other side of the world. So you'll come to us with passion and you'll leave with ideas and a plan to change the world. So if that sounds interesting, head to weare.tearfund.org forward slash gatherings and find out more. Okay, so taking inspiration from Jack, who's got his New Year's resolution sorted, uh, what about us, guys? Have you got any that you're thinking, I'm going to make a start on this in 2019? Yeah, probably the gym. <laughs> so I've been there for the last two years, uh, and my housemates called me off on it last year because I never did it. But it's my intention every year 
So to be honest, I don't really do New Year's resolutions because I know myself and I know by the 5th of January or whatever, I just would be done with them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I'll be, um, I'll probably go for the gym again this year, actually. Hopefully I'll start going, sign up and I get ripped by summer. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's going to be different this time, Chuma, if it's been your last two it's years resolutions? How See, are you going to crack it? I think just because since I started working, I realised that I'm not exercising anymore. So I used to play football before, and that was my form of exercise. But now I just realised that actually I just eat and sit at my desk all day. And uh, yeah, I feel like this year, more than ever, I need it to stay alive more than anything, <laughs> to be honest. So I, I read something really interesting in a, a book about how to make habits stick. It says habits are made of three different things and it, it works in a loop. So uh, the first stage of a habit is a cue. So you've got to create a cue for you to go to the gym. The second one is the routine. So like actually doing the routine and actually going to the gym. And the third one is reward. So it's got to have a reward at the end of it. Mm. And so a cue, I know someone who wanted to start going to the gym and so their cue was literally going to the gym as in walking through the front door. And sometimes they would go, walk through the front door have a coffee in the cafe and then come back home because they didn't fancy the the workout but their cue was I will always go to the gym and I will always walk through that door and I will take my gym bag and I'll get there and then that cue eliminates procrastination and eliminates you sitting at home watching Netflix. The routine is pretty straightforward and you just have an, an, a little bit extra willpower to get from the cafe and the gym to the uh, to the machines and then the reward I mean it would just be you looking buff Chima I reckon right? <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe a healthy treat or something like yeah. if you've if you've, um, if you've got a particular health food that you really like or a protein shake that you have afterwards that's your reward and so if you set this up of cue routine reward and then just loop it um, then it kind of rewires your your brain because 40% of all actions I read this morning are automated um, your brain automates them and so actually if you can create more of these loops um, around habits then your brain doesn't have to think about oh I've got to get up and turn Netflix off and get out of the house and get to the gym so there you go to be fair once I tried to do that with a gym like do a, a reward but my reward was chocolate buttons <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, love yeah. chocolate buttons so I was like right if I go to the gym I can have chocolate buttons if I don't go to the gym I can't have chocolate buttons so then I would just eat loads of chocolate buttons yeah yeah definitely yeah it's kind of counterproductive isn't it yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best reward yeah so you've got to choose your rewards wisely mm. yeah that's it Emma what about you have you got a New Year's resolution that you're going to dive into? Um, no, I don't really set New Year's resolutions as such, but I like setting intentions. Okay. So not necessarily like a specific thing to do, but more like a mindset or an attitude mm -hmm. to kind of have. And then I guess out of that come actions. Um, so I think for me, it would be just being more consistent um, throughout life because I think I'm a bit like Tumor in that I start something and then... I'll give up after five days or whatever. So I think, yeah, just being consistent. And I think that kind of helps if I wake up earlier. So that will be my action to wake up 15 <laughs> minutes earlier for the whole of 2019. <laughs> it's going to be great. And that 15 minutes will make a difference. Yeah, it's going to make such Seize a difference. That's uh, really good. I think uh, the funniest New Year's resolution story I heard was my friend was really keen to go vegetarian. And so it was New Year's Eve and we were, um, we were around his house waiting to celebrate the new year, and he ordered a, a meat pizza at 11.30. Um, extra chicken, all, all, of the, all of the meats on this pizza, just like this one last pizza. Um, and so he's, he's eating through it, 
and uh, and it gets to midnight and he's got like three pieces left and we're like well you can't eat those now and he just <laughs> scapes the uh, the meat off and <laughs> he's eating yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a well he did stick for uh, to it for a few months probably until about August but he was kind of eating uh, pork flavored crisps because he was like well that's it's not meat it's meat flavoring cheetah and I know and he was we had a barbecue and he'd like bring his own vegetarian sausages around and then he'd put them on the same plates that our cooked steak was on and just like wipe them in the steak juice a little bit, which is gross. But, but that's what he had to do to get by, to stick to his resolution. And and he swears by the fact that he didn't eat meat despite having pork-flavoured crisps and steak-flavoured uh, veggie sausages. But Wow. Yeah, maybe there's a, a tip in there, a secret in there for yeah. news resolutions. I yeah, I we said it was cheating, but um, <laughs> he, he swears he stuck to it. Cool, so what advice would you um, give other people who are either deciding on resolutions or um, just want to be a bit more intentional about things, like mm-hmm. you say, Emma. Um, how how can they stick to those? How can they start them well? How can they make them last for 12 months? I once read a statistic, and I can't remember where I read it, and I can't remember when, so it might have been in my dream. <laughs> Fake news. Um, yeah, probs. Um, but apparently, if you write something down, it's 80% more likely to happen. <laughs> now, I don't know how true that is, because I could write down, like, yeah. I'm going to become the president. Or suddenly, that's 80% more likely to happen. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? It could The 20% could be, like, the crazy dream bit, so... Mm. That's, I don't know, the get out clause. But yeah, I do think from experience, writing things down doesn't maybe make it 80% more likely, but it does definitely make it more likely. So I think um, I I will often say loads of stuff like, oh, I want to do this or I want to be more intentional. I want to wake up earlier, but I won't actually write it down. Mm. Um, so it's good to write it down somewhere that you'll see it often, mm. maybe like next to your bed when you wake up in the morning on a mirror or even like on a note in your phone that you'll go past regularly. Yeah, that's good. Um, just as a reminder of like what you actually want to do because um, then there's so much more tass- satisfaction. Yeah. That also ties into accountability, doesn't it? You're keeping yourself accountable. Yeah. And another good tip is find somebody else to keep you accountable. I read something similar. I don't think it had a, a stat, a made-up <laughs> stat with it, Emma, but um, it was it was basically if if we if we tell all of our friends, so in this context, if we put on social media, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week for a whole year, that's your gold tumour, um, or something similar, as soon as we put it out there in the world there's something in us that goes, okay, I've got to stick to this now. And so maybe people will hold you accountable and say, oh, I saw that tweet. Are you going to the gym twice a week, Juma? Yeah. Um, but even if they don't, you've, you've put it out there as a thing. And that's probably the same concept as writing it down, isn't it? It becomes something just slightly more tangible that you want to stick to, exactly. which is cool. Yeah. And I think the thing with resolutions is, I think we just crave new beginnings. So like, I don't know, we just have this desire to have a new start. And I think the key to keeping them, not even though I'm not that good at doing it, it's probably <laughs> just having grace for yourself and every day realising that every new day is a new beginning. Yeah, so yeah. if you messed up yesterday and didn't do your resolution, like try again tomorrow and keep going. And um, I don't know what it is because we feel like if we haven't done it or if we break our resolution, then there's no going back. So we wait till the next year. But um, I think the key really is, yeah, just have that grace for yourself and just realise that actually tomorrow is a new beginning, the day after is a new beginning just keep going just keep going strong yeah definitely I think the other thing that um, I've always found is if you prepare for worst case scenarios or you prepare for difficult times in advance then it becomes a lot easier so again gym example Chima we're trying to help you all we can here <laughs> like having, having a gym bag in your car for example at all times mm. means that 
that point when you're leaving work and you should be going to the gym and you really can't be bothered, you don't have the excuse of being too busy to pack your bag in the morning and you don't have it with you. Um, or, you know, if you're looking to become a vegetarian, for example, then having stuff prepared, you know, prepare some food on Sunday, uh, make sure you do your food shop when um, you're not busy, then when it comes to it, it's going to be easier when you get home and you just, you're craving that Nando's, you can just, and other chicken uh, restaurants are available, <laughs> then you can, um, you can just go straight for the pre-prepared food. And so, um, yeah, any, anywhere you can think there might be a weakness or there might be an opportunity for you to give up, if you can spot that in advance and plan for it, yeah, I think that always helps. Another thing that I heard that I can't remember exactly where or who, but I think it might have been Craig Grishel, you know, the guy that's really clever um, <laughs> oh so, that guy <laughs> I think it was in his leadership podcast he spoke about that like what you were saying new beginnings are always really exciting mm. and we crave new beginnings and he speaks about some I think it's him anyway um, some kind of like mental reaction that happens in your brain yeah. where it lets off this kind of like dopamine or whatever that makes you excited for it and makes you have loads of ideas and stuff but that's always going to wear off and I think he talks about like the amount of time that that will last for but preparing for that so when you first have an idea think right this is going to carry me through for like six weeks the excitement mm. of this but what am I doing after the six weeks mm, that's really good. and I like, always think about how you can slightly adjust your goal to keep it exciting and keep it fresh yeah the novelty isn't it of, of something new can be exciting and say so if you can ride that wave and you're aware of it and use it to your advantage then yeah I think that's really good so obviously we're making resolutions but there's I guess two camps of thought one resolutions are great new starts new you brilliant the other is what's the point um, do you guys have any thoughts on that have you seen successes other than your gym uh, resolutions tumor like why why should we be looking at this and why should we be considering to be honest even though i don't really do them usually and even though this whole gym thing is probably i don't know probably i want to do it but it's still not that definite i don't know i don't yeah i don't do new year's resolutions that well but i still respect the idea of them um and i know they get a lot of stick and it's the whole thing of why are you doing that why are you waiting for you new for the new year but i think they're good i think it's just an opportunity for everyone to just become better so um yeah even though they get a lot of stick i think they're good yeah definitely it's a self-reflection opportunity isn't it it's just mm. to say what am i doing um what habits do i want to cut out what do i want to start um and, and i like how you you don't call them resolutions do you emma you no. call them intentions or yeah. other similar words but that it, it's it's that just intentional moment of saying you know i want to be a better person and if i want to be the person uh, I want to be in five years time that means doing stuff now and thinking about it yeah. um, and considering my actions and the Im impact they have on the people around me and the people around the world and uh, taking each opportunity as we as we can to make a difference there that's really cool okay so what about the people who don't have new year's resolutions and they've heard us talk about all of these exciting things they can implement and the way that they can keep it going all year let's uh, let's share some ideas for people if they want to make a new year's resolution that will impact the world and really make a difference in 2019 guys have you got any ideas for what they can do yeah um well there's a girl who i know who i think it was two years ago her new year's resolution was something different every month but she said it at the beginning of the year and it was i think it was to do with travel so she was going to visit a new place in the uk or abroad every single month um, but I really love that kind of concept of it changing all the time and you could do that with kind of impact in the world so every month you could have a new thing so perhaps in January it could be that you're going to reduce your plastic um, so 
quite simply, you could just refuse any straws and any um, plastic cups. That could be as simple as you do it. And then February, you could do um, no meat. And then um, what's the next month? March. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Emma. <laughs> January, February, March. January, March. Okay, yeah, we're at March. Um, so in March, maybe you could like refuse to buy any new clothes. So you can only um, like reuse what you've already got. Maybe repair some stuff or repurpose things that you've got. And April, basically, you just April's coming. Go on, <laughs> April. Okay, April. what are we doing, April? And then May. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of months, um, <laughs> and yeah, but there's there's so many things to do, and I think often the hardest thing about picking a New Year's resolution is that we want to do it all, that like naturally we'll see all of these things that we can do, and we're like, okay, but I want to do everything, yeah, yeah. but we try and do everything at once, and yeah. then we feel like a failure, because yeah, we can't totally. do it all at the same time, but actually, when you start... Even though, say, from January you're doing less plastic, and then February you're doing whatever it was that I said, <laughs> you, it's not that you will then go back to using straws. That actually, hopefully yeah. then, your mindset would have changed and it takes 21 days to break a habit. So hopefully within that month, you're kind of breaking habits and setting new yeah, um, that's really good. patterns for your life. And I think that makes it just a little bit more achievable when you do have those short-term goals. Uh, it doesn't always have to be this, this big, huge... Um, kind of resolution or um, habit. So Jack was telling us earlier about how he gave up uh, producing any waste for a year and he just had all the waste he produced in a year was in a jam jar. Um, mm. And so we go, how on earth could we possibly do that? That's insane. All the food, all the packaging, everything that we buy. Um, but actually saying, okay, this, these, I'm just going to do this in little chunks. I'm going to take little steps. Um, but those little steps are going to create habits going forward. Yeah. And there's something easier, isn't there, about saying, right, I'm going to commit to this for January. Sounds so much better than I'm going to commit to this for 2019. Yeah. A lot less daunting. And then even when you get to the end of the year, you would have had 12 months of action. Yeah, Like yeah, yeah. really exciting, good action. So I guess maybe you could set it as you've got 12 months to change the world. Nice. There you go. Nice. Good title as well. Chuma, any ideas? So yeah, uh, like Emma's, mine's not that specific, but I think actually it's just about changing your mindset and changing the way you do things. So I think just asking the question before you buy something, before you do something, asking actually, how does my action affect people living in poverty? How does it affect others living in the world? So I think the culture we live in, like it's so easy to be self-centered and just to think about yourself. So if you go to the shop, you ask the question like, what do I want in this moment? Like what tastes good? What am I in the mood for? But instead of asking that, like if you get it get into the habit of asking actually, how does this affect other people? How does this affect people living in poverty? I feel like that in general, yeah, help you make a massive impact. Yeah, that's um, good. I, I think there are a few non-specific ones, aren't there, about linking to what we're saying about prayer. So could a New Year's resolution be um, meeting up with a friend once a week, once a month um, to pray for the world? Could it be committing to sharing a meal once a month with your friends and talking about a particular issue that affects people living in poverty. Like obviously there's the, there's the practical habit building of resolutions, but also there's a number of different things that you can do that we've kind of been talking around for this, uh, for this conversation that actually you can just start to weave into your, into your lifestyle, into the way that you um, in, interact in your community, chat to your friends. Uh, so there's all kinds of things you can do really. Great guys. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom today. Uh, hopefully 
all of you listening in will want to start a resolution if you haven't got any in your mind already. I know we're in January, but just let's go for it. You're seven days in. Don't worry about it. It's not too late. Don't wait till 2020. Let's make a start now. We'd love to hear your resolutions. Get in touch on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at We Are Tear Fund. If you enjoyed the podcast today, do subscribe on your podcast app and we'll see you in a month's time.